Welcome back to the Chris Lockwood Podcast. Hopefully, this is the only podcast that will find us in quarantine. What is going on? The whole world is under quarantine because of this invisible, unpredictable enemy we know as coronavirus or COVID-19. And it's just insane. I've never experienced, I don't know that anyone has experienced this kind of thing before where the whole world is is on lockdown. I mean, it's amazing. The economy is out of sorts, you know, business, commerce, everything's done right now. You know, I mean, obviously there's, there's, there's things that have to happen. God bless the EMS, the police and the healthcare system, everyone that's out there dealing with it, uh, firsthand and keeping us safe. And then for all of the grocery store workers and, you know, even the garbage guys came by yesterday to pick up our garbage. You don't, you, you take for granted you know, these jobs and these services that people do for us. But when you are forced to stay at home and the narrative is everything has come to a halt and you see these people that actually help maintain our bare necessities, you become way more appreciative of them than you were the day before. So it's amazing. We were all under quarantine. I don't know what to think of it. I don't know that anyone knows what to think of it. And that's fine. Um, But I would say, you know what? Rewrite the script. Turn off the news. Don't look at this as what's being taken away from us, but see it as an opportunity. Clearly, fear is easy. Uh, The news, if you have to sit in front of a camera for an hour and talk, you're going to lean towards the drama because that's what gets people freaked out, and that's what gets conversations going, and that's what gets the audience to come back and find out what the latest is because now they're concerned and scared. Fear is easy. Faith is a muscle that we have to exercise, and... My encouragement to you would be turn off the news, pray. Obviously, we need a lot of prayer. Always pray, but especially during this time. And, um, you know, and then if you've ever wanted to start a garden, take online music lessons, start an online company, spend more time with your family, whatever it is, now's your opportunity. See it as an opportunity. Uh, I make it sound easy. It's not. It's actually hard for us as well. We're in the same boat. We are literally all in this together, so... But I am not. Uh, I'm not interested in buying into the the fear nonsense and the pessimism. I'm trying to be optimistic. I really am not watching the news whatsoever. It doesn't mean that I don't care. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not concerned. Um, but I can only control what I can control, and that goes for all of us. And so my encouragement would be to take advantage of this time, and that's you know literally all we can do. And again, pray because ultimately. This coronavirus, this whole shindig is not out of God's hands. All things are possible with him. He controls the winds and the waves. He created us, you know, for heaven's sake. And so he is in control of this. And so maybe this is God's way of going, hey, I need you to turn your face back to me. And I'm not putting words in his mouth, so I don't want to assume that that's what this is about. But again, it's an opportunity. So make the most of it. Take advantage of it. Now the podcast. This week is a special one for me because it is my wife. And so this is not her natural inclination to get on to a microphone and record herself talking. And it was 11 o'clock when we recorded this a few nights ago. So that's way past both of our bedtimes. So you'll notice we sound a little brain dead in the beginning. And it's because we were because we've been working all day and, and the coronavirus thing had been fairly new to the whole world. And so it was just a lot to take in. And, you know, 
Uh, we wanted to record our initial thoughts. We've been in a difficult season of life for quite some time, and it's mainly revolved around my career. And I have the most supportive wife in the whole world, and we've been walking this road together. And then, of course, this coronavirus introduces its ugly face, and it just adds you know, fuel to the fire. And so we thought we would record a podcast that just offered some hope, that was very honest about you know, enduring difficulty, at least from our perspective. And while the whole world seems to be in disarray, we wanted to be a, a voice that hopefully encouraged people, hopefully turned their eyes towards the Lord, gave them a little strength to face the next day. Um, and so we don't know everything. We don't claim to know everything. Again, this is just us from a very honest place, husband and wife learning to do life together. So I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. I give you my lovely bride, Joy Lockwood. So here we are. We're down in our um, uh, in my <laughs> office <laughs> in the basement where they stick me. Um, the kids have rooms upstairs. My room is downstairs. It's not like you sleep down here. <laughs> not yet, anyway. So we're into, this is kind of a special edition. This is not Joy's natural uh, mm-hmm. habitat to want to record and be heard. Um, but um, we're in this first week, at least in the States, with the uh, coronavirus stuff. And it's a little surreal. Um, just the fact that it's happening and that we're in this place where everyone is having to um, stay home. And it's not necessarily mandatory yet, but there's rumors that it could be. And um, I don't know. It's in, it's insane. It's kind of a weird weird time. I mean, you're you're running around all day chasing kids. and then Hurting cats. Hurting cats. And I, I'm doing whatever it is the heck that I do during the day. And um, But we're essentially having enough time to high-five here and there and then go about our business like how are you feeling about everything that's going um i mean we've we've chatted about this but you know i'm definitely bewildered at um just the pandemic across the world Mm -hmm. and um you know like your parents have said it my parents have said it um they've never seen anything like this Mm -hmm. and i'm amazed at um you just never picture America shutting down mm-hmm. and a lot's still happening. I mean, I had to run some errands today and I think cause I've been home for a couple of days and just seeing the news, you know, I kind of expected it to be, you know, like, you know, like a ghost town from the wild, wild west. And it really wasn't, um, because, you know, people still have, you know, they work and have to get food and, but it's definitely um, a, a weird spot. And so how am I feeling? Is that your question? I mean, I feel weird, you know, like um, just kind of bewildered and surprised at the situation. But I'm also just trying to keep my eyes on Jesus because if we, you know, look to the media or even look to our friends um, and what everyone is saying about what's going on, then... Um, then we're easily going to start sinking and going to a place that, you know, mentally we really don't want to go. And so um, mentally we just need to, um, yeah, stay focused on Jesus. And um, there's a quote that came from Elizabeth Elliot. I don't know if it originated with her or not, but um, it says, when you don't know what to do, then just do the next thing. 
you know, do, do what comes next. And so, um, I mean, for me, that's pretty easy with four kids because, you know, they're needy. It's never ending. It's never ending. And so just do what's next and, um, and, and let God take care of the rest. Are you um, scared? I could be. Like I just said, I mean, if I started to really focus on, it did it did freak me out a little bit when I went to make my grocery order last night, because I thought, you know, I'll just go ahead and, and order from Kroger. Oh, wait, uh, there is no slot to go pick up an order, because by the way, when you have four kids and, and three of them are, are younger, you don't go to the grocery store unless you have to. So um, I was going to do an order pickup, but there is not one for three days. And mm. then I said, well, I'll just go to Walmart um, and do a pickup there. It's a little bit further from our house, but no big deal. And uh, there's not a slot for a pickup from Walmart for seven days. So I did kind of start thinking, whoa, what do we have to eat? Right. And I mean, I do have a responsibility to feed my family. And of course, do we have enough toilet paper? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, can be scary. And then too, you know, um, my parents are in their late seventies and they're in, in, in good health for the most part. Um, but I know there are a lot of elderly that, um, you know, maybe don't have children nearby or are at their home and depend on home health care and meals on wheels. And so, um, you know, it's, it's scary to think about what other people are facing, but again, we just need to encourage each other and and ourselves to to fix our eyes on Jesus. You know the Bible verse that says um, He will keep in perfect peace him whose eyes are fixed on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when our when our thoughts start to wander, um, then we've got to refocus them on Him. I think that 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 was weird for me today. It was like, well, it was encouraging. It wasn't weird. Um, it was encouraging to go out because we have internet that's horrible here at our house. And, um, well, we live in the country. No, we don't. <laughs> we live in what looks like the country. We live in what looks like the country. I could throw a rock and hit Target. We literally, but we're surrounded by farmland, which so, we love. Right. So a year and, and a half so ago, we moved. There's no internet. <laughs> we moved five minutes. We, we literally live exactly five minutes from the house we used to live and which was in a neighborhood. And then we moved five minutes down the road, actually closer to the grocery stores, to the movie theater, the Target. I mean, like, we're right around the corner from these places. And because we live on sort of an agricultural sort of road, there's no internet in our house. And so um, we've had to um, do some finagling to try to make it work. But anyway, so our, our internet is acting weird as of yet, as of today. And so I had to leave to go to... Uh, Starbucks parking lot <laughs> so I sit out there because I wasn't going to go inside because God forbid we go in and catch the coronavirus and um, so I just sat in my car and used their internet to uh, upload something onto the internet and um, I was encouraged by the idea the fact that it wasn't a ghost town you know I mean like I just kind of was like life goes on you know like I mean I don't I don't really know and granted like the social distancing thing like we need to, if that's going to help stop this thing, then we need to do that. But, um, but it was encouraging to see, like, you know, what we're we're hearing. If you get on social media, get on your phone or on the news, it sounds like half of the country has fallen into the sea, and that wasn't the feeling I got 
at all today. Yeah, I mean, and it could be just where we are and, you know, what we experienced. Um, I know I talked to my brother the other day, and, you know, um, there's nothing on the shelves. He lives in Jacksonville, Florida, and there's nothing on the shelves. And I haven't experienced that yet because I keep sending you to the store. <laughs> there's nothing on the shelves. But, um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it might just be our experience today. But, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens as all of this unfolds. What is, like, what is, what is this, like, you know, the only thing I can remember that we've experienced is remotely close to the fear-based, you know, perception uh, that we're getting is 9-11. But, like, we've never experienced something where it's, like, stay in your homes, you'll get sick. I mean, it kind of reminds me of warfare. You know, you said do the next best thing, but, like, there's still, you know, like, even today I'm in the grocery store and I'm going, I'm just in the grocery store. I'm just shopping. It's just a normal day. <laughs> but yet, as I walk past everybody in the back of my head, I'm going, um, don't get too close. <laughs> like, how do you maintain a level-headedness and and move forward without being blind? You know, like being blindsided by this. Like, how do you keep keep your head screwed on straight? The the image that continues to come to mind, especially when um, you know, if I pick up my phone, I'm like, oh, well, I should check the news. How many more cases have been reported in Tennessee? <coughs> or has Trump said anything else? Are we going to have a mandatory lockdown? Or, you know, there's some of the questions that are circulating. And um, the imagery that immediately comes to my mind is when um, Jesus was walking on the water and the disciples were alone in their boat. And um, you know, Peter saw Jesus and he said, if it's you, tell me to come. And so Jesus said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat um, and was walking on the water. But then what happened? He took his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <asking. laughs> yeah, I am asking you. It's a two-way conversation, right? So he took his eyes off the Lord, and then he went in the water. Right. <clears throat> so I think that um, yeah, we just really have to encourage each other. And anybody who would dare listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, anybody who we you know, come in contact with, um, I think we just need to encourage everybody. Just keep your eyes on Jesus because when we start, you know, looking at the waves like Peter would have seen the waves starting to crash around or maybe even there were storm clouds gathering. Just the mere fact that he was walking on water as he began to self-doubt, you know, is this crazy? Am I, you know, really walking on water? He began to sink. And so what happened, though, the second he put his eyes back on Jesus was that, you know, Jesus pulled him up. And so um, it's easy to get discouraged or to start to worry a little bit. When you get a certain text or a phone call or, you know, somebody else that's maybe heard something or, um, I mean, it can come from anywhere. It can come from a question that one of your children may ask you, you know, um, any, anywhere that would cause us to start to, to doubt, then we just immediately have to put our eyes on Jesus. And, you know, just like um, another man in the Bible said when he began to doubt, said, Lord, help my unbelief. We have to constantly just go back to Jesus. Mm. I feel numb. <laughs> like this is just the next obvious sort of disappointment in our lives. You know, you and I are good, and our kids, are, our family is great. You know, but like for me professionally, it's been hard. Like 
and so this this has been sort of another sort of like oh of course like of course something like this is going to happen like how how has this hit you in regards to all of that well that's why i just quoted that guy who said lord help my unbelief <laughs> <laughs> i mean because uh, last wednesday you know really a lot of this was starting to unfold and 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 you know we had kind of put our hopes in a meeting that you were having and and then that had to be canceled and so um which you know obviously our hope has to be in Jesus anyway but I mean I'm just saying we I was disappointed because I was hoping for something fresh and new to to come out of that and mm-hmm. something that we could kind of move forward with and kind of get out of the rut that we've feel like we've been in and you know it was just one more thing right mm-hmm. but um God is still good. And in any minute that I might doubt that and think, you know, oh, why? why, You know, then I I literally, I was unloading the van with the 5,000 bags that it takes on Wednesdays when we pack up and do all the things that we do on Wednesday. Anyway, I was unloading the van um, with all the little, you know, bags the kids have. and, And I just, before I walked into the house and, you know, you and I, that would be, the first time that we had actually seen each other since everything started to kind of unravel, you know, like I just pray, God help my unbelief. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know, we just have to continually force ourselves to, to look to the Lord and, and to continue to believe that he is good and that he's working all things together for us. And any second that, course the enemy is gonna slither around like he did in the very beginning and try and twist the truth and say yes God is good but he's not gonna do that for you right anytime like that's the temptation first of all we know that that's not coming from the Lord that's the enemy and and we just have to to say no he's good no matter what he's good Practically, how do you put that into practice? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean... I mean, because for a lot of people out there, being told to stay home is, you know, people look at things like that and they go, well, if God's so good, why do this? Why allow this to happen? Like, how do you practically, like, when things don't look like God is good, you know? I mean, more than a song that we sing as kids, like, how do you practically maybe manage that yeah. perspective? Um, and... Well, you know, I'm human, <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know me and has just heard me say, hey, we just have to keep looking to Jesus. I mean, it, it may sound, you know, like, I mean, it's the truth, no doubt, but um, it is, you know, easier said than done for sure. And, um, and so how do I fight my battles, basically? Because um, sometimes for me, I can, I, I mean, my name is Joy, and I can be happy, and I can just be content as long as possible, but then you know, when I cross over, like it's, it's a 10, either happy or a 10, the world is over, you know? So like when I cross over into that, it's like, 
I have to, you know, as I was talking about Peter, I just have to put my <coughs> eyes on Jesus. And how do I do that? I'm rambling, so you can edit this. But how do I do that is um, I, I'm in my Bible every morning when I wake up. I mean, the kids might be hanging from the light fixtures <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, constantly coming in. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, but I, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray. And, and just because I did that doesn't mean I won't be frustrated when, you know, I walk away from it. Doesn't just, you know, I'm saying that to say just because I read my Bible doesn't mean, okay, well, I've set my day in order because I started the day with my Bible because it's almost as if I've read my Bible and just, you know, asked for a battle. So then I have to do my best to um, put one foot in front of the other and and meet that battle uh, head on with trying to practically be content and, again, get in the Word again because, um, I mean, we homeschool, so when we have breakfast, then that's our Bible time. So I've been in the Bible gotten through breakfast and I'm ready for the Bible again and um you know I guess on a day when it's not a homeschool day there have been plenty of times when I just put on worship music because um you know I'm not a morning person so I guess that's what I need to say too uh, um I'm I need that worship music just to kind of focus my mind did that answer I mean we've gotten through like an hour of my day <laughs> Let's work our way through. Let's just work our way through. So, um, they say, like, you know, when you're in difficult circumstances, what's really inside comes out when you get squeezed. So, what do you like with all of this Corona stuff? Like, how what how does that make you? What does it do? Like, when you think, like, okay, let's suppose we have mandatory lockdown, or let's suppose the economy crashes. Let's suppose that the next depression is right around the corner because of this, because it's totally possible. You know, that's what's crazy is like we can buy into the fear. If we buy into the fear, we're buying into what's possible, the negative, what's possible. We don't even know that's actually going to happen. So that's why fear is so like such a waste of time because we don't really know what's around the corner from this. There's no reason in us like flipping out over it right now because it's not even tangibly real. It's not happening. You know, right now it's just stay at home as much as you can and protect your family. But, like, if you see yourself in that circumstance, if you see us in that circumstance, what does it make you do? Like, okay, this is how we're going to change our life. And I think we'll find that a lot of people kind of, like, either they find their life's calling, you know? Like, they come, they come, you know, they, they had the, the crap beat out of them, and they come out of the other side going, oh, no, what am I supposed to do now? You know, like, everything, like, got shifted and put into perspective. What does it do, like, if you imagine yourself in a tight space, and things start to like have you imagined yourself us yourself us like in that circumstance and like okay so the, we would I don't know does like does, is there something inside you that you're like that wants to come out because like if you were in, put in that circumstance does that make sense like have you dreamed of what's around the corner like no, okay what does that mean for me because a <laughs> I mean that can get really like the what ifs can get really scary right um and so I think that um, I am so like minute by minute, and that's probably my stage of life with little ones. Um, but in the difference between me and you too is like you're 
you're a dreamer and a big thinker and I'm like practical small thinker and like I said like to think much more beyond my little scope of what I can control is not the right word but what I can handle um like is overwhelming to me so then I have to go okay you gotta focus back on Jesus right um so <laughs> let's get back to all I can handle um, I'm gonna edit this making... podcast down to like like two minutes of you just saying Put your eyes on Jesus. Well, that should be our message. Um, and <coughs> Absolutely. I, I want to go back to the fact, like, we just talked about an hour of my day. Because then the rest of my day is insane, you know, like, with trying to herd the cats and and just do life. But, um, and so then I am, you know, kind of not able to necessarily, you know, dwell in my Bible necessarily. But you were asking me, like, how... How do I, you know, but we do need that fuel under us to get us through because, um, you know, by two o'clock or three o'clock when we're feeling really empty, praise God for coffee, but when we're feeling really empty, um, you know, I'd hate to be so far in the deficit that I can't even remember where my Bible is, you know, so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, getting through the day at least whatever little bit you can get at whatever point you can get to fix your mind and to um, to train your mind help to help yourself to hear the truth and to have the truth in your mind I mean how can we expect to even have truth if we haven't put it in so um, anyway but you've kind of um, mentioned that we've had been walking through a valley right um, so has the last week made me go, oh, I want, I, I want, I know what I'm, it, it, do I have clarity? No, because I'm like a, you know, just like a, a crock pot. I mean, like it just kind of has to, to, to heat up in my mind for a little while. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to put a picture of a crock pot for the, this podcast. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is we've walked we have walked through probably and I have to definitely count 2018 huge um huge huge valley like everything in 2018 was a 10 as far as the intensity of just how hard it was um between almost you know losing our baby um you know uh my dad's open heart surgery just the up and down of hey this is going to work out for your career hey never mind and just the the all of that and then we had the you know some things did work out for us really really well and then now here we back we were back in 2019 at you know I guess zero you know like okay hey we're we're back at zero again now how do we get ourselves up and and move on to the next thing what I'm trying to say is um that all the while, you know, in, in the last week, I haven't really had, like, the clarity of, you know, hey, I know what to do with my life, um, and I know how I want to move forward. But all the while, slowly but surely, like, as a refiner's fire, I do feel like that God has been refining me and bringing me to a place that even though, like, I've known... Um, like, I mean, I shared this with you the other night, and I, I know I want to help people. That's the right thing to do, you know. But um, now that we've walked through some hard, really hard, like, places, like, I I want to help people. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really, like, had that 
you know, like, I mean, I prayed the other night, Lord, help us to be able to freely help other people. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I do hope that everyone... So that's a new idea. That's a new idea? What do you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when, you know, questioning about, like, you being squeezed, what's going on? Right, out? that's what I'm saying. Like, but it hasn't just been this week, you know, mm. like... Um, and maybe that's because the reality of whatever, you know, I'm praying that this is all that it is, right? I mean, we, we pray that, pray tonight with the kids, that, you know, this would just um, quickly diminish and, mm-hmm. and dissipate, and then we can go on with life. Um, and I do think that's, I, I, I pray that that's what's going to happen, and I do think that's probably what a lot of people will do, but um, I see what you're saying. I think there are going to be some people who, you know, or like, you know what, I, I want to, ha- I had a friend today, um, thank God for her, she mentioned in her text that she had been driving around to grocery stores, picking up toilet paper and taking it to people who she knew couldn't get out, mm. you know, and so, and I bet, sh- I bet she'll always do that, because, yeah. you know, she's had that moment of people need this, and I'm going, I can provide it, and I'm going to, um, and then, like I said, like, for, for me, it's just been this, compounding of the space that we have walked in that's changed me to where I'll, I'll never look at things differently. I mean, I'll never look at things the same. Like, I'll, I'll, it'll always be, you know, I'll always bear the scars, if you will, you know, like of where we've been. And because of that, then I, I know that I can maybe walk alongside and, and encourage somebody from a depth that I couldn't have you know, before, because I know it does sound, you know, really easy. We got to fix our eyes on Jesus, but it's really hard in a podcast to convey and, you know, over a few minute conversation for if people don't know, you know, where you've been. And I think just humanity as a whole, we all walk through different things that, that shape us, that change us. And, um, so, uh, I've rambled and lost track of what we were saying, but yes, I hope that the this this pandemic does that for a lot of people. Um, that that just the Christians as a whole who say we're Christ followers will find a renewed like what does it mean mm-hmm. to follow Christ, and not what does it mean to climb the you know American ladder of luxury, but what does it mean to have a burden to give to share and to to seek out like what elderly people need something because i mean that's what you know james said was real religion right taking care of the widows and the orphans so maybe this will help us to get back to that what do you think um what do you think the kids are feeling i mean they're young but like do you think um what about ella ella's 12 12? Yeah, I think, um, like, for her, I do think this has been a, because I've heard her say things like, you know, well, don't speak that, you know, like, or, you know, we're going to be just fine. And, mm. and, and so I think that she's kind of finding a voice of, you know, we can get through this. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, so I was kind of, um, Think meditating, if you will, or thinking about like um, childlike faith, and because um, William was asking me some serious questions about the end times, and um, <laughs> as he does, and I just wanted to be like, yeah, call your papa. Uh, 
but because uh, I may have read my Bible this morning, but I really don't. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm not a scholar, and I can't tell you exactly how it's all going to pan out and what that means. And I mean, there were some deep questions, but the childlike faith aspect was so beautiful because I answered him best I could, and you know, my answers weren't necessarily great, but. And he was just like, okay, because that's what mama said, right? And to a child, you know, even though you may not understand, well, mama said that it's going to be okay. And and so he goes to bed at night, and he's able to sleep. And tomorrow he may have more questions, but when I say, hey, it's time to go outside, he'll go outside and play happily, right? And mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about, that and how I want to be more like that you know I don't think there's anything wrong with the questions um and asking um I read recently that you know even just dealing with our emotions that the latin root of the word emotion is um like to move and that our emotions meaning like I'm speaking more like our questioning of God and our wrestling with like all of that is should move us towards God and so that, you know, if we get an answer from God, like, you know, well, um, you won't understand it all, but we just have to trust. If we get an answer like that from God, that we can just put our head on the pillow and go to sleep and sleep soundly, trusting that he's got this, you know, Father God has got this, and that we can just still play and enjoy his creation and and what he's given us even though at the same time we may wrestle with well what does all this mean uh, even though we have those questions if we could just rest knowing that he's got it that he's in control mm-hmm. suppose no one who listens to this if there's anybody those five people that listen to this um they, when you talk about God, they don't have a flipping clue what you're talking about. So, like, practically, what would you say to them during this time? I think you have to just start asking God to reveal himself to you. Because I've sat across the table and tried to talk to people before about the Lord or completely closed off, and and they just kind of treated me like I was well, I mean, childlike. Good, but, but, which but with I, good, with with good with, because there's... If God's so freaking good that you claim, mm-hmm. if there's a God, and we've I've had these conversations and I've said these things too, because like it's, if there's a God, then why didn't He let up? Like why like, why kill a bunch of people in Italy and you know what I mean? Like, why why let this become what it's become? Right, and just like I was talking about, like we can wrestle with those questions, but then we still have to trust that He is good and he loves us and that there's a a relationship a personal relationship there not just this overarching you know god but back to what i was you know started to say a second ago that i think if if the concept of god and of jesus and all that is just um you know hearsay to you um i think that you can just start with the you know lord reveal yourself to me and then pick up the one thing you know that he would speak through, which would be his truth, the Bible, and and maybe, you know, start around Matthew where Jesus came to the earth as a baby and just start reading it, but all the while asking God, 
hey, if you're really real, reveal yourself to me and um, let me know if you're my father, my heavenly father. And I think you can start there Um, because otherwise it's really hard to convince somebody of these truths um, if you're not really open to them and and asking, you know, God to reveal himself to you because he is a person and he does want a relationship with us. Sure. But let's bring the humanity to it. You've we've walked a pretty difficult road. It's not probably you know, it's first world white people problems, but it's felt like hell to us, you know, or at least to me, and you had to watch it. Have you been angry with God? Have you been mad or like how and Yeah, and, I've been very and frustrated. When, and how do you then how do you like how do you handle that? Right. So I've been really frustrated because I've seen you work really really hard and then I've just seen some doors slam in your face and doors that we were you know were open and then all of a sudden they closed for no apparent reason or you know anyway I mean that's a whole it's not a one big event it's just a building up of events to to I think that's what was so surprising is like you know leaving you know I was in a music group Leaving 33 Miles the last couple of years was hard, um, not between the members of the group, but necessarily it was just the state of the industry. And so our difficulty started earlier, but like that's why you know, when I asked, like, did we leave, did I leave 33 in 2014? Because I was like, holy crap, it's been six years. And I was like, God, it's been six years of just, you know, because in my head I was still thinking four and a half, five years. Like that's for whatever state that number. Like you picture a kid that you haven't seen in a while, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they knew like they were growing up, and you're like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be still four? And it's like, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, how has it been six years and we're still fighting the same battle? That it was just, I was kind of flabbergasted by that. Like I hated to see that because I was like, six years, like for some reason, four and a half years, this is more like tolerable but six it was like yeah, okay, once this you is get getting, over the five year this mark. is getting ridiculous you know man i mean we can look back and and there's been a lot of closed doors but then there's also been some open doors and a lot of good things and so um i mean it's life it's life i mean you have to take more of the bad than there is good and celebrate the good when you get it. But usually, like, every day is just more man- mundane. And it's just, when things don't work out, it's just more mundane than, than normal. And it starts to wear on you. I just, I ask for the human response because, like, people are going to hear you go, well, you just have to wrestle with God with those those things. But, like, again, like, for people who, like, are in this, locked in their house, they're going, like, God, who? Like, why? Like, well, um, I mean, I made mention the other day, like, I was really disappointed last Wednesday when, you know, you've had this meeting set up, and we've been praying and asking God to bless it, and... By the way, if, I mean, I kind of made, I posted a video the last couple of days, like, I show up, and this was a big meeting, like, and it's not necessarily that it's over, like, that's the thing, is like, it was just right, it's it on was, pause. It's on pause. But for us, it was devastating because we're at such a place like we need a huge shift. But the comical side was it was I pulled into the parking right. lot. 
Right. And as I'm pulling into the parking lot, I get, you know, because it's, it's a 40-minute drive down there. And then I get the text as I pull in the parking lot. Sorry, I hate to do this due to the coronavirus. And, I mean, I dealt with some frustration that day, but it was just sort of like, of course. <laughs> this right. is, like you said, you're numb. You get to the This point. is our life. <laughs> I mean, but, you know. I, I told you, though. I brought that up because I told you. I was, it was really hard to just really, like, get emotional about it all um, because I was with the kids and I was out all day, you know, Wednesday. And I came home, and as they'd run in, they'd already run into the house, and I'm unloading. Like, before I stepped in the house, I knew um, how I really just wanted to be mad, and I really just wanted to be devastated. And instead of helping them get baths and get everything done, I mean, I really just wanted to crawl in my bed and just cry and have my pity party. But I couldn't because, you know, life goes on, right? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I yes, I've had tons of times when I've been angry, and I have been on my face literally um and just praying and asking me I've lost sleep I've you know and cried and um in those moments I mean I have to reach out and I have to say Lord help my unbelief so um I think that the the power and the peace and the um you know, there should be another P word, right? Um, there. <laughs> in my OCD head. In my OCD be. head, I need the power an piece, alliteration, the, the power, the possibility. The possi- oh, there we go. See, I knew there would be one, but um, yeah, I mean, like that is there, and we just have to reach out for it. Um, I okay, so when. Ann Voskamp, who I love her, um, wrote about this in her book, 1,000 Gifts. And if anybody's going through a time when it's really hard to see the positive in things, it's a great book to read. Um, In 1,000 Gifts, um, basically the idea is, you know, every day just to write down what you're thankful for and to see the good. Um, And I definitely think we've been in a season um, of... I mean, I I have to fight and train my mind. It's not, you know, oh, I'll just fix my eyes on Jesus. It's I have to fight for it for sure. Um, And I have, but I think we've been in a season where we really have to fight to see the beauty and the goodness, even in the midst of, you know, what's hard. And, um, And so back to what I read from her a long time ago, Um, when it's the hardest and the darkest. There's this picture of when Moses said, you know, show me your glory to God. And God was like, you can't handle it. But I will put you in the cleft of a rock and I will put my hand over the rock and I will pass by. So this picture of the darkest moment and you know, where Moses would be isolated in this rock is when God was literally right next to him. And then when God took his hand off of the rock, 
then Moses could see God's back. Mm-hmm. And so it's the idea there, two ideas really, that God was, God is close. To, I mean, the Psalm says he's close to the brokenhearted. And so, um, I mean, either we're going to believe what he says and believe that when we're brokenhearted, he's close to us, or, or we're not going to believe it. And so when Moses, you know, is there and, and, and God is the closest to him when he's got his hand over him. And how many times have we felt like almost like a pressure pushing down on us saying, no, you're not getting up. You're not standing yet. You're still going to have to be on your knees. Right? Like how many times have we just felt like, and, and sometimes like it's so tempting to feel like that's a punishment. But it's the it's the closeness and the nearness of God and Him, you know, just cultivating this relationship with us that we can't cultivate on our own. Because on our own, if it was left to us, I'd be driving some fancy luxury car, you know, living in a mansion. My kids would all be matching, which would be kind of scary because there's so many of them now, but they'd be matching outfits yeah, and... You know, like, I mean, like, we, <laughs> they, they're not going to match. But you know what I mean? Like, I would have this picture-perfect life. And in a lot of ways, it is absolutely picture-perfect. And I'm so thankful for all the blessings that God gives but um, and has given us. But the whole idea, though, was all the times that it's been the hardest, I think God has been near. And um, we have to believe that. And then, um, and that's what belief is, right? It's belief in something that you can't see. Otherwise, you don't have to believe it. It's right in front of you. And then also, like, I mean, what is hope? Hope is the belief in things that are unseen. And so we have to have our our hope and our all of our, I mean, we have to have all of our eggs in the basket of the Lord. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, we, of course, we're going to be tested in that and tried in that. And the other idea, though, is that as God took his hand off and then Moses could see his back and he could see then where God was going, right? Yeah. And so, man, we've, we've been like, Lord, what are you doing? Because we've been praying, we've been seeking, and that's what's been the most frustrating, you know, like the times that I've really had just been so frustrated and like, you know, we've we've prayed, we've at, we're trying to do everything you've asked us to do. And yet, why do we still feel like, you know, the doors are closed and, and, and whatnot. But anyway, after God moved his hand, then Moses could see his back and he could see where God was going. And so, you know, just this, this beautiful picture of when it's the hardest, God is the closest and it may be the darkest, and we may not be able to see what he's doing. But as he takes his hand off and we get a glimmer of light again, we can see that, first of all, he was right there. Second of all, we can see where he's going. And third of all, we, we can follow. Mm-hmm. What have you been most surprised by with what you've been able to be grateful for? It's easy to be grateful for, like... My husband, hopefully, um, my kids. It's obvious to be grateful for your husband, right? But what have what have been the surprising and... sort of like? Yeah, you know, I'm some days I'm just thankful just to be outside on a sunny day and just breathe in and out. You know, like just, you know, 
there's the this gorgeous blue color, you know, and just, and just thank God for, I mean, he's a creative God and, and just kind of revel in that for a minute. Like it's these little things that we can be thankful for and that, you know, we're always looking for the highs and the big moments. Um, but those are so like the most stressful moments of our life too. The biggest moments that come and I, and I'm thankful for those and I, I want those highs, but, um, you know, a lot of stress build up and then sometimes a lot of letdown. And so almost the most, I guess, surprisingly favorite moments are the moments that are just gifts that you don't have to work for. Mm -hmm. You can just look up at the sky and breathe in and out and, and just kind of rest for a second. Mm -hmm. Well, there she is, my lovely bride, Joy Lockwood. I guess you can see why I love her so much. She's amazing. Uh, if you got anything out of this, say anything she said that inspired you, moved you towards hope, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at www.iamchrislockwood.com, Twitter, I am Clockwood, and then everywhere else on Facebook, Instagram, I am Chris Lockwood. Uh, let me know if there's anything that she said. She'd love to hear from me as well. She's not on social media whatsoever. She's one of the last few standing, but I know she would love to hear from you. So uh, by all means, reach out to us. And um, hey, stay strong, friends. More podcasts coming, more material being posted every day. God bless you.